Chapter Twenty Three of the World's Famous Orations, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World's Famous Orations, Volume One by Various, Chapter Twenty Three, Demosthenes Three on the Crown, Part Three. Even the defeat, if you exult in that which should make you groan, you accursed one, by nothing that I have done will it appear to have befallen us. Consider it thus, O Athenians, from no embassy on which I was commissioned by you did I ever come away defeated by the ambassadors of Philip, neither from Thessaly, nor from Ambracia, nor from the kings of Thrace, nor from Byzantium, nor from any other place, nor on the last recent occasion from Thebes. But where his ambassadors were vanquished in argument, he came with arms and carried the day. And for this you call me to account, and are not ashamed to jeer the same person for cowardice whom you require single-handed to overcome the might of Philip, and that too by words. For what else had I at my command? Certainly not the spirit of each individual, nor the fortune of the army, nor the conduct of the war for which you would make me accountable, such a blunderer are you yet understand me of what a statesman may be responsible for i allow the utmost scrutiny i deprecate it not what are his functions to observe things in the beginning to foresee and foretell them to others this i have done again wherever he finds delays backwardness ignorance jealousies vices inherent and unavoidable in all communities to contract them into the narrowest compass and on the other hand to promote unanimity and friendship and zeal in the discharge of duty all this too i have performed and no one can discover the least neglect on my part ask any man by what means philip achieved most of his successes and you will be told by his army and by his bribing and corrupting men in power well your forces were not under my command or control so that i cannot be questioned for anything done in that department but by refusing the price of corruption i have overcome philip for as the offerer of a bribe if it be accepted has vanquished the taker so the person who refuses it and is not corrupted has vanquished the person offering therefore is the commonwealth undefeated as far as i am concerned for my part i regard any one who reproaches his fellow-man with fortune as devoid of sense he that is best satisfied with his condition he that deems his fortune excellent cannot be sure that it will remain so until the evening how then can it be right to bring it forward or upbraid another man with it as Ashines, however has on this subject besides many others expressed himself with insolence look men of athens and observe how much more truth and humanity there shall be in my discourse upon fortune than in his i hold the fortune of our commonwealth to be good and so i find the oracles of dodonian jupiter and pythian apollo declaring to us the fortune of all mankind which now prevails i consider cruel and dreadful for what greek what barbarian has not in these times experienced a multitude of evils that athens chose the noblest policy that she fares better than those very greeks who thought if they abandoned us they should abide in prosperity i reckon as part of her good fortune if she suffered reverses if all happened not to us as we desired I conceive she has had that share of the general fortune which fell to our lot. 
as to my fortune personally speaking or that of any individual among us it should as i conceive be judged of in connection with personal matters such is my opinion upon the subject of fortune a right and just one as it appears to me and i think you will agree with it Asheen says that my individual fortune is paramount to that of the commonwealth the small and mean to the good and great how can this possibly be however if you are determined Asheens, to scrutinize my fortune compare it with your own and if you find my fortune better than yours cease to revile it look then from the very beginning and i pray and entreat that i may not be condemned for bad taste i don't think any person wise who insults poverty or who prides himself on having been bred in affluence but by the slander and malice of this cruel man i am forced into such a discussion which i will conduct with all the moderation which circumstances allow i had the advantage Asheens, in my boyhood of going to proper schools and having such allowance as a boy should have who is to do nothing mean from indigence arrived at man's estate i lived suitably to my breeding was choir-master ship-commander rate-payer backward in no acts of liberality public or private but making myself useful to the commonwealth and to my friends when i entered upon state affairs i chose such a line of politics that both by my country and many people of greece i have been crowned many times and not even you my enemies venture to say that the line i chose was not honourable such then has been the fortune of my life i could enlarge upon it but i forbear lest what i pride myself in should give offence but you the man of dignity who spit upon others look what sort of fortune is yours compared with mine as a boy you were reared in abject poverty waiting with your father in his school grinding the ink sponging the benches sweeping the room doing the duty of a menial rather than a free-born man after you were grown up you attended your mother in the initiations reading her books and helping in all the ceremonies at night wrapping the novitiates in fawn-skin swilling purifying and scouring them with clay and bran raising them after the lustration and bidding them say bad i have scaped and better i have found priding yourself that no one ever howled so lustily and i believe him for don't suppose that he who speaks so loud is not a splendid howler in the daytime you led your noble orgiasts crowned with fennel and poplar through the highways squeezing the big-cheeked serpents and lifting them over your head and shouting evo sabo and capering to the words highest attes attes highest saluted by the beldams as leader conductor chest-bearer fan-bearer and the like getting as your reward tarts and biscuits and rolls for which any man might well bless himself and his fortune when you were enrolled among your fellow-townsmen by what means i stop not to inquire when you were enrolled however you immediately selected the most honourable of employments that of clerk and assistant to our petty magistrates from this you were removed after a while having done yourself all that you charge others with and then sure enough you disgraced not your antecedents by your subsequent life but hiring yourself to those ranting players as they were called simulus and socrates you acted third parts collecting figs and grapes and olives like a fruiterer from other men's farms and getting more from them than from the playing in which the lives of your whole company were at stake for there was an implacable and incessant war between them and the audience from whom you received so many wounds that no wonder you 
taunt as cowards people inexperienced in such encounters but passing over what may be imputed to poverty i will come to the direct charges against your character you espouse such a line of politics when at last you thought of taking to them that if your country prospered you lived the life of a hare fearing and trembling and ever expecting to be scourged for the crimes of which your conscience accused you though all have seen how bold you were during the misfortunes of the rest a man who took courage at the death of a thousand citizens what does he deserve at the hands of the living a great deal more than i could say about him i shall omit for it is not all i can tell of his turpitude and infamy which i ought to let slip from my tongue but only what is not disgraceful to myself to mention contrast now the circumstances of your life and mine gently and with temper machines and then ask these people whose fortune they would each of them prefer you taught reading i went to school you performed initiations i received them you danced in the course i furnished it you were assembly clerk i was a speaker you acted third parts i heard you you broke down and i hissed you have worked as a statesman for the enemy i for my country i pass by the rest but this very day i am on my probation for a crown and am acknowledged to be innocent of all offence while you are already judged to be a pettifogger and the question is whether you shall continue that trade or at once be silenced by not getting a fifth part of the votes a happy fortune do you see you have enjoyed that you should denounce mine as miserable i will have done then with private topics but say another word or two upon public if you can mention Achines a single man under the sun whether greek or barbarian who has not suffered by philip's power formerly and alexander's now well and good i concede to you that my fortune or misfortune if you please has been the cause of everything but if many that never saw me or heard my voice have been grievously afflicted not individuals only but whole cities and nations how much juster and fairer is it to consider that to the common fortune apparently of all men to a tide of events overwhelming and lamentable these disasters are to be attributed you disregarding all this accuse me whose ministry has been among my countrymen knowing all the while that a part if not the whole of your calumny falls upon the people and yourself in particular for if i assumed the sole and absolute direction of our councils it was open to you the other speakers to accuse me but if you were constantly present in all the assemblies if the state invited public discussion of what was expedient and if these measures were then believed by all to be the best and especially by you for certainly from no good will did you leave me in possession of hopes and admiration and honours all of which attended on my policy but doubtless because you were compelled by the truth and had nothing better to advise is it not iniquitous and monstrous to complain now of measures than which you could suggest none better at the time i should conclude Achines, that you undertook this cause to exhibit your eloquence and strength of lungs not to obtain satisfaction for any wrong but it is not the language of an orator Achines, that has any value nor yet the tone of his voice but his adopting the same views with the people and his hating and loving the same persons that his country does he that is thus minded will say everything with loyal intention he that courts persons from whom the commonwealth apprehends danger to herself 
rides not on the same anchorage with the people and therefore has not the same expectation of safety but do you see i have for my objects are the same with those of my countrymen i have no interest separate or distinct is that so with you how can it be when immediately after the battle you went as ambassador to philip who was at that period the author of your country's calamities notwithstanding that you had before persisted in refusing that office as all men know and who is it that deceives the state surely the man who speaks not what he thinks on whom does the crier pronounce a curse surely on such a man what greater crime can an orator be charged with than that his opinions and his language are not the same such is found to be your character and yet you open your mouth and dare to look these men in the faces do you think they don't know you or are sunk in such slumber and oblivion as not to remember the speeches which you delivered in the assembly cursing and swearing that you had nothing to do with philip and that i brought that charge against you out of personal enmity without foundation no sooner came the news of the battle than you forgot all that you acknowledged and avowed that between philip and yourself there subsisted a relation of hospitality and friendship new names these for your contract of hire for upon what plea of equality or justice could Ashin, son of glaucothea the timbrel player be the friend or acquaintance of philip i cannot see no you were hired to ruin the interests of your countrymen and yet though you have been caught yourself in open treason and informed against yourself after the fact you revile and reproach me for things which you will find any man is chargeable with sooner than i many great and glorious enterprises has the commonwealth Achines undertaken and succeeded in through me and she did not forget them here is the proof on the election of a person to speak the funeral oration immediately after the event you were proposed but the people would not have you notwithstanding your fine voice nor demades though he had just made the peace nor hegemon nor any other of your party but me and when you and pythocles came forward in a brutal and shameful manner o merciful heaven and urged the same accusations against me which you now do and abused me they elected me all the more the reason you are not ignorant of it yet i will tell you the athenians knew as well the loyalty and zeal with which i conducted their affairs as the dishonesty of you and your party for what you denied upon oath in our prosperity you confessed in the misfortunes of the republic they considered therefore that men who got security for their politics by the public disasters had been their enemies long before and were then avowedly such they thought it right also that the person who was to speak in honour of the fallen and celebrate their valour should not have sat under the same roof or at the same table with their antagonists that he should not revel there and sing a paean over the calamities of greece in company with their murderers and then come here and receive distinction that he should not with his voice act the mourner of their fate but that he should lament over them with his heart this they perceived in themselves and in me but not in any of you therefore they elected me and not you nor while the people felt thus did the fathers and brothers of the deceased who were chosen by the people to perform their obsequies feel differently for having to order the funeral banquet according to custom at the house of the nearest relative to the deceased 
they ordered it at mine and with reason because though each to his own was nearer of kin than i was none was so near to them all collectively he that had the deepest interest in their safety and success had upon their mournful disaster the largest share of sorrow for them all of this base and infamous conspiracy and profligacy or rather o athenians if i am to speak in earnest of this betrayal of grecian liberty athens is by all mankind acquitted owing to my counsels and i am acquitted by you then do you ask me Achines, for what merit i claim to be honoured i will tell you because while all the statesmen in greece beginning with yourself have been corrupted formerly by philip and now by alexander me neither opportunity nor fair speeches nor large promises nor hope nor fear nor anything else could tempt or induce to betray aught that i consider just and beneficial to my country whatever i have advised my fellow-citizens i have never advised like you men leaning as in a balance to the side of profit all my proceedings have been those of a soul upright honest and incorrupt entrusted with affairs of greater magnitude than any of my contemporaries i have administered them all honestly and faithfully therefore do i claim to be honoured these and the like measures Achines, are what become an honourable citizen by their success o earth and heaven we should have been the greatest of people incontestably and deserved to be so even under their failure the result is glory and no one blames athens or her policy all condemn fortune that so ordered things but never will he desert the interests of the commonwealth nor hire himself to her adversaries and study the enemy's advantage instead of his country's nor on a man who has courage to advise and propose measures worthy of the state and resolution to persevere in them will he cast an evil eye and if any one privately offends him remember and treasure it up no nor keep himself in a criminal and treacherous retirement as you so often do there is indeed a retirement just and beneficial to the state such as you the bulk of my countrymen innocently enjoy that however is not the retirement of machines far from it withdrawing himself from public life when he pleases and that is often he watches for the moment when you are tired of a constant speaker or when some reverse of fortune has befallen you or anything untoward has happened and many are the casualties of human life at such a crisis he springs up an orator rising from his retreat like a wind in full voice with words and phrases collected he rolls them out audibly and breathlessly to no advantage or good purpose whatsoever but to the detriment of some or other of his fellow-citizens and to the general disgrace yet from this labour and diligence Achines, if it proceeded from an honest heart solicitous for your country's welfare the fruits should have been rich and noble and profitable to all alliances of states supplies of money conveniences of commerce enactment of useful laws opposition to our declared enemies all such things were looked for in former times and many opportunities did the past afford for a good man and true to show himself during which time you are nowhere to be found neither first second third fourth fifth nor sixth not in any rank at all certainly on no service by which your country was exalted 
for what alliance has come to the state by your procurement what succors what acquisition of goodwill or credit what embassy or agency is there of yours by which the reputation of the country has been increased what concern domestic hellenic or foreign of which you have had the management has improved under it what galleys what ammunition what arsenals what repair of walls what cavalry what in the world are you good for what assistance in money have you ever given either to the rich or the poor out of public spirit or liberality none but good sir if there is nothing of this there is at all events zeal and loyalty where when you infamous fellow even at a time when all who ever spoke upon the platform gave something for the public safety at last aristonicus gave the sum which he had amassed to retrieve his franchise you neither came forward nor contributed a mite not from inability no for you have inherited above five talents from philo your wife's father and you had a subscription of two talents from the chairman of the boards for what you did to cut up the navy law but that i may not go from one thing to another and lose sight of the question i pass this by that it was not poverty prevented your contributing already appears it was in fact your anxiety to do nothing against those to whom your political life is subservient on what occasions then do you show your spirit when do you shine out when aught is to be spoken against your countrymen then it is you who are splendid in voice perfect in memory an admirable actor a tragic theocrines you mention the good men of olden times and you are right so to do yet it is hardly fair o athenians that he should get the advantage of that respect which you have for the dead to compare and contrast me with them me who am living among you for what mortal is ignorant that toward the living there exists always more or less of ill-will whereas the dead are no longer hated even by an enemy such being human nature am i to be tried and judged by the standard of my predecessors heaven forbid it is not just nor equitable Achines. let me be compared with you or any persons you like of your party who are still alive and consider this whether it is more honourable and better for the state that because of the services of a former age prodigious though they are beyond all power of expression those of the present generation should be unrequited and spurned or that all who give proof of their good intention should have their share of honour and regard from the people yet indeed if i must say so much my politics and principles if considered fairly will be found to resemble those of the illustrious ancients and to have had the same objects in view while yours resemble those of their calumniators for it is certain there were persons in those times who ran down the living and praised people dead and gone with a malignant purpose like yourself you say that i am nothing like the ancients are you like them machines is your brother or any of our speakers i assert that none is but pray my good fellow that i may give you no other name try the living with the living and with his competitors as you would in all cases poets dancers athletes philemon did not because he was inferior to glaucus of Caristus and some other champions of a bygone age depart uncrowned from olympia but because he beat all who entered the ring against him was crowned and proclaimed conqueror so i ask you to compare me with the orators of the day with yourself with any one you like i yield to none 
when the commonwealth was at liberty to choose for her advantage and patriotism was a matter of emulation i showed myself a better counsellor than any and every act of state was pursuant to my decrees and laws and negotiations none of your party was to be seen unless you had to do the athenians a mischief after that lamentable occurrence when there was a call no longer for advisers but for persons obedient to command persons ready to be hired against their country and willing to flatter strangers then all of you were in occupation grand people with splendid equipages i was powerless i confess though more attached to my countrymen than you two things men of athens are characteristic of a well-disposed citizen so may i speak of myself and give the least offence in authority his constant aim should be the dignity and pre-eminence of the commonwealth in all times and circumstances his spirit should be loyal this depends upon nature power and might upon other things such a spirit you will find i have ever sincerely cherished only see when my person was demanded when they brought amphitheonic suits against me when they menaced when they promised when they set these miscreants like wild beasts upon me never in any way have i abandoned my affection for you from the very beginning i chose an honest and straightforward course in politics to support the honour the power the glory of my fatherland these to exalt and these to have been my being i do not walk about the market-place gay and cheerful because the stranger has prospered holding out my right hand and congratulating those who i think will report it yonder and on any news of our own success shudder and groan and stoop to the earth like these impious men who rail at athens as if in so doing they did not rail at themselves who look abroad and if the foreigner thrives by the distresses of greece are thankful for it and say we should keep him so thriving to all time never o ye gods may those wishes be confirmed by you if possible inspire even in these men a better sense and feeling but if they are indeed incurable destroy them by themselves exterminate them on land and sea and for the rest of us grant that we may speedily be released from our present fears and enjoy a lasting deliverance footnote after the failure of machines in this prosecution he went into exile and at rhodes established a school of oratory it is related of him that one day when he had read this oration of demosthenes to his students it was received with such vociferous applause that Achines generously remarked what would you not have said had you heard him thunder out the words himself end of footnote end of chapter twenty three on the crown part three